Hello, folks, it's Rico. And uh, what you're about to hear this Skype uh, call with some friends of mine, uh, where we talk about the summer films. And, and I don't think we really give away of any really huge spoilers or anything. But this is your general spoiler warning. We kind of give you a little idea of which movie we're talking about before we really dig into it. So if you haven't seen summer movies and you're worried about spoilers, you might want to come back at some future time and listen then. So, um, But without further ado, here is today's podcast. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present the winners of the 74th Annual Hunger Games. We are the man in black. I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. My name is Optimus Prime. I am the Putus of War. Resistance is futile. Jedi's strength flows from the Force, but beware of the dark side. Oh. Oh. Iron Man, that's kind of catchy. It's got a nice ring to it. I mean, it's not technically accurate. It's a gold titanium alloy. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. This is a uh, reach call. You're listening to Treks and Sci-Fi. Hello, everyone. This is Rico, and we haven't done this in forever, so much so that we had to, like, you know, reconnect on our Skype handles with everyone, but or not everyone, just that Brian Dunn guy. But anyway, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is Rico, and you're listening to our... Uh, I try to do this at least once every summer, uh, a little summer Skype chat, casual, uh, you know, BYOB, and uh, today is going to, it's going to go out tomorrow on the June 25th, it's podcast 640, and on the Skype uh, Skype line, we have we have three Ricks, Rick Pete, Rick Moyer, and, and me, Rico, or Rick, and, and Angela, and Brian, who I already mentioned, so hello everyone, welcome. So glad you're all here. Hi. Hey, now. (laughs) And that Chris Clemente and and Jen, they were invited, but they had better Uh things. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. No, anyway, but (laughs) but we will will miss them, and we expect... uh, uh, we expect each of us to sort of take over to speak in their in their voice at some point in time during the show, so... Those guys from Florida, he's... Yeah, well. yeah. Hell, it, Chris, it, Chris. Every time I talk to him, he's like, "Oh, I'm so busy," and I'm like, "Yeah, we all are." So, okay, get over it. <laughs> and and that's the hard lemonade Who's talking, not? Chris. I'm sorry. So uh, that's right. Oh, what's everyone drinking? Yeah, what what is the drink of choice? So I have hard I lemonade, got, and I got a vodka. I got a vodka, uh, soda, and lime. Very Ooh. summery. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. Very good. How about I Ange- have, Angela? I have the National Beer of Texas Lone Star. Nice. <laughs> I thought it was that other one, Angela, that Who's I next? had when I was down there. What's the one that's that's always at the con that we always get? You had Shiner. Shiner, yeah. 
And uh, how about how about the Ricks? You guys got anything there? You got some water at least or oh, something? They're they're teetotalers. I guess too. I don't know. <laughs> I've, 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 I've got go some ahead. serious Powerade going here. Okay, that's oh, you good. Oh, Powerade. Okay, oh, I've got my, well, got sorry. myself some orange vanilla polar seltzer water. Ooh, that sounds good. Ooh. That sounds good. Yeah. That sounds real good. Yeah. Very very. It's refreshing. Summery. Yeah, very summery. <laughs> So speaking of summer, you know, I, I, I like the, the warm weather, although some of you are melting. I think you're living on planet hell. Uh, Dude, and uh, Brian, do you have like that's... special tennis shoes that you wear when you go out running in this kind of like, do they melt on the pavement or? Uh... I, I just I just wear my still suit like every good Fremen and I'm good to go. <laughs> <I'm> fine. Uh, <laughs> the spice. <laughs> my eyes are Get blue. Get the spice. <laughs> And apparently I'm drinking. You my are the Quizatarak, or however they say that. It's been so long, so they're doing a hey, new Dune. Way, I, hey, by the way, I saw Legendary put up a post today about the Dune project that is moving forward with Legendary Pictures. They're it's on. They're making yeah. a new Dune movie. Well, I, well, wow. I heard. Uh, yeah, hmm. yeah, that's yeah. what I'm hearing, and I is think Patrick Stewart going to be in it. I wish. And I'm trying to remember. Is it is it the guy who just did the Alien? Or who who's directing the the new Dune? Or who who? I thought somebody Ron, with the is last it Ron Alien. Howard. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he does everything else, I guess. So uh, Ron Howard, but, or J.J. Uh, Abrams. Yeah, Hold on, let me, yeah. It, it's not Villeneuve. Is it Villeneuve is the one who's doing the new uh, Blade Runner film? But hold on. Who's doing the new Dune movie? I'm gonna, uh, you keep talking. I'll look. You, you you do do that a little IMDb action and yeah. Uh, yeah well, so what 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 I wanted to talk about today? We're going to talk a little bit about the last. Oh, it is uh, it is Dennis it is Dennis Villeneuve. Yeah, that's yeah it okay. So Dennis Villeneuve, who's who just finished uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, is uh, our Dune guy. Well, yep. that's uh, that's good news because that that movie so far looks really good. So uh, I'm excited by really that. Um, but we're going to talk. Yeah, we'll talk about one of the things besides warmer weather that I like about summer is summer movies. And there's been some pretty good ones so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of, a couple of really good ones, I think. And uh, so anyway, um, most of us have seen most of these, but let's go back a little in time. And I know Angela and uh, you and Jen, I know have done some of this on your show on, a, on anomaly, but we'll, we'll just briefly cool. go over, you know, what everybody thought about, um, you know, the first one that I, they kind of kicked off the summer. I thought was, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, yep. Volume 2, whatever, Slash 2, 2, whatever. There's a thousand of them. And five of us. These odds are terrible. Mm-hmm. We need new odds. What? On May 5th, you only get one chance to save the galaxy twice. Here you stand. The hero. A garden of the galaxy. Guardians of the galaxy. No. Why would we be the gardens of the galaxy? <laughs> so stupid. And I just got to say, <laughs> Kurt Russell was awesome in that movie. Oh I, yeah. I, I just, yeah. I, I like. I, I'm so glad that he's there. There was a little bit of a period of time where he wasn't in much, but all of a sudden, the last few years, he's been popping up and stuff. And I, I just think every movie he's in, it, it just makes it that much more interesting anyway. But I, I I like the movie a lot. I, it was maybe not quite as fresh as the first one, but I still enjoyed it a lot. It was funny, and I like the music, and I like those characters a ton. So uh, what what anybody else want to chime in with their thoughts? Rick Pete or Rick Moyer or anyone? All I know is I went to go see it, and I just – I. I laughed out loud many times <laughs> during during that movie. 
And I was there with a pretty, pretty full crowd at the theater, and everybody just totally enjoyed it. So yeah, I liked it was, it. It was yeah. pretty. Well, really you've been did. going to see a lot of these movies. I, I noticed that you go to see them pretty early, like opening day or, you know, the Thursday night before opening day or, or whatever. It seems like you're there pretty much right I'm, away. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Thursday night moviegoer. I leave work, I go right to the theater. I watched the movie because my no one in my family likes to watch anything in 3D. I know Rico, let's not go there. Um, but <laughs> uh, but I like 3D, so I go see the movies in 3D if they're in 3D. So tell me about Thursdays. that. Did 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 because I didn't see it in 3D in Guardians of the Galaxy. Was that in 3D? Uh, they had a 3D out version of that. I think they did, right? They did. Yeah. Did, yeah. did you see it in 3D, Rick? Then I saw it in 3D. You know, I. I can't say that it necessarily was mind blowing to me in 3D. I think seeing it in 2D, I don't think anybody would have missed anything. Uh huh. But I, I just happened to enjoy it. Um, so I'm thinking about I some saw... of the space scenes might have been kind of fun in 3D, and uh, some of the you know the ship battles and a couple well, the, of the very first battle with the head, all with of the big those... monster thing. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And then when 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 Kirk when the Kirk Douglas's guy had whatever that swarm thing was, it kind of made me think of Star Trek, but um, that was pretty awesome. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. With all the, all the uh, ships and everything. Yeah. 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 I like the way that they were remotely piloting them too. So that, that was kind of an interesting twist on that. I thought. Yeah. So what, what else, uh, Angela, what did you think? I know, I think yeah, I remember you, you guys both liked it when I heard your show on it. We did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely really, really liked it. And I thought it was, you know, some people were saying that it wasn't as good as the first one. I thought it, I thought it did pretty well. I mean, it's really, you know, sophomore movies always, you, you know, I mean, especially in this climate where pretty much everything is related, you know, in a Marvel. Yeah, sure. You know, extended universe. So it's like, there's a lot of expectations <laughs> I feel like on these poor movies. Oh because yeah. Yeah. There's, there's not a lot of room to just have an enjoyable movie, but I feel like this movie, you know, just as a, as a singular piece, it, it was enjoyable. I laughed, like you said, all the way through it. It, it, you know, there was a few plot holes and it was kind of like, okay, what now? But I feel like it was good. And I also enjoyed, um, I also enjoyed Star-Lord's dad and that whole thing. Russell came and saw it with us and it was a little kind of like, okay, well, what is he and who is he and what's going on? And it took a second, but I really enjoyed how that particular, whoever has been doing his, uh, these movies, um, they just don't take themselves too seriously, but it's in a good way. I feel like it, it's a breath of fresh air because I don't know. I think it's, it's, it's really good. And I absolutely adore Chris Pratt. I think he's a perfect, perfect star Lord. Yeah. Don't y'all? I agree. <laughs> so yeah. His yeah. manner and his like energy is so good for it. And I don't know. I feel like it was really fun and, and it's just so stupid, but it was probably one of the best end credits I've ever seen not (laughs) not the credit scenes not the extra scenes just the actual rolling of the credits Uh was so hilarious the little like I mean y'all know what I'm talking about if you saw it like I never look at the credits for the credits sake I'm just waiting sometimes I look at the costume designer and if I'm like oh I know that guy from somewhere to see who they might be but most of the time I'm ignoring the credits and waiting for the next for the scene or whatever I actually enjoyed the credits 
so, and that I mean that's saying a lot, I think. Oh yeah, is, yeah, for sure. Know, so shout out to whoever did that because that was kind of awesome. So no, that's a weird compliment, but that's what I got. No, it's a good, it's a good point. Yep. I mean, it's it's nice. Brian, did you saw it? You said right. I did, and I gotta say, I adored this movie. This yeah. this movie to me was better than the first one. It had far more heart. In my opinion, the mm-hmm. character moments were just incredibly precious. Um, I teared up at the end. I won't spoil anything, but that end sequence, it, I just, everything about this this movie resonated with me, even so so much as that I like the soundtrack even more. And I've been listening to the Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. Volume 2 soundtrack incessantly. Jensen loves Fox on the Run. I mean, he's like, and he's a, he 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 like is obsessed with the music on this soundtrack. I took I did I did take so Jensen's four, and I did take him to see it the second time. I went to go see it, and although he got a little a little bored and distracted at some of the uh, the more talky parts, right. especially when they go to uh, Star Lord's dad's planet, and there's a yeah. lot of exposition that happens there, but. Those moments, I mean, with with all of the care, every character had their time and had a yeah. moment where they were just allowed to like really get into the into the character. And James Gunn, you know, was very economical the way he sort of presented it. But boy, mm-hmm. it just resonated with me. And this one, to me, was a, a just is so incredible. I walked out of the theater just with a smile on my face and a tear in my eye and boy man they they got me on this one this this was my favorite movie of the summer so far this has been my favorite movie uh like over the past couple of years i loved this movie yeah yeah good cool it was so cool. good you're yeah. right you're right yeah. Yeah. It, it just good. it really it really got to me it really oh i think they yeah i mean i i like the uh, I, I like the fact that you brought up the you know the heart of it and the character stuff you know mm-hmm. i i enjoy that and i think you know, I think that we're in an age and a time where that we don't people don't get that in movies, right? So they kind of yep. like, well, just give me some more funny stuff or get me some more action or whatever. And uh, and 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 I'm, I I'm kind of glad that they did that in this and they they took a yep. shot and rather than just give us kind of exactly what we saw in the first one, right? And, and I, yeah, I think I, I think they built so they did such a great job in building off of of you know, the universe that they created in the first one that I do think that it's like one of those movies that like Rogue One, I think Rogue One, I, I love the characters in Rogue One and I got very emotional at towards the end of Rogue One with when, when everybody starts to sort of go south and, you know, but it, and that was just one movie, but I think it's really important if you, if you, if you watch Guardians 2, I think it's, it, it's helpful to see the first film you know, sort sure. of establish yourself yeah. with these characters yeah. and then, Boy, yeah. if you're if you're in for a penny, you're in for a pound. Just like Angela said about about Chris Pratt and his portrayal, and I love mm-hmm. Zoe as as Gamora. I mean, I love mm-hmm. all of them. They're just they're just so they're just so wonderful and just natural. So it just has a great it's feel. It's well to it. cast and it's good. It's well directed. I mean, I think you're right. James Gunn has a certain quality to the way that he approaches the material that is also just everybody's just perfect for their job, and I yeah. feel like that really. I don't know. That just really comes through. It's on. And, yeah, it's on the screen. You're right. It's on yeah. the screen. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. P- when people are happy doing what they're doing, it <coughs> really does. There's not any amount of acting or forcing it that can, yep. that can make that happen. It just does. And I think that that it's funny because I think that's after Guardians came out, a lot of the other Marvel and DC movies have been trying to capture it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so. But it's yeah. good. They're chasing something awesome. So, yeah. 
Yeah. And, yeah. The, and I like the story because it was, the story was all about family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. every one of those characters, well, almost every one of those characters, it was about family. Mm-hmm. Right. So we had, you know, Nebula and her storyline, you know, Star Lord and his storyline. We had Groot. We, everybody had, you know, an opportunity to sort of dig a little bit into kind of what their motivation is and kind of, kind of why they are the way they are. Yeah. You know, which was better than the first movie. The first movie, they were all thrown together and it was just about, you know, we've got to deal with this particular situation. This movie, even though it's, it's theoretically about Star-Lord and his father, it's really about all of their family relations. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, to, and to a large extent, they all kind of come to resolution at the end. Yeah. Right? And then yeah. and the final resolution strengthens them as a that team as a family even stronger. So I really like the progression of it from that perspective. Yeah. It really was a character-driven plot. It was not a action-driven plot at all, and I prefer that actually. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Great. Hey, Mister Mister Moyer, you got? Uh, did you see this? I think you did. I'm sorry, I've been going. No, 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 no. I haven't seen it. My wife. Oh, uh, we okay. went to the we went to the theaters the same time. I went to go see um, Alien Covenant, and she went to go see. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two oh. at the same exact. All right, time. well you're Wait, a good, you're a good seg- Wait, you're a good segue then because then yeah I- no but before he before he segues all I have to say is you chose poorly <laughs> yeah that's what I hear you're not like Indiana Jones and, uh, and my yeah, wife keeps you going you chose- gotta go see that you gotta go see that you gotta go see that. <laughs> Captain Daniel, please report to the med bay. There is an unidentified life form on the ship. What's happening? <laughs> It's our responsibility to protect the 2,000 colonists on this ship. I got you, you son of a... Alien Covenant. Experience it in IMAX. Rated R. So, Alien Covenant. I, I, I don't think everyone here has seen it, but I've seen it. Brian, Rick Moyer, obviously, now... Rick Pete, you saw it, right? I think so. Angela yep. may probably not. Are you into oh, these I'm movies sorry. at all? Which ones? I'm sorry. Alien, Alien. Uh... Oh no, I'm. I I have to say that the body dysmorphia horror is like I just can't. So <laughs> you can spoil anything for me, please do, because I will not watch. Well, it. there's not Jim, much. To Jim really made me in... watch the first. No, he made yeah. me watch Aliens, which is the one with Bill Paxton in it. Yeah, yeah. where he's all game, game, over. game over, man. <laughs> Which one oh, is that? Oh, it's such a classic. That's aliens. Yeah, that's yeah. aliens. Yeah, that's aliens. So he made me watch that like when we first started dating, and I was just like, "Oh, okay, no, I've seen it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, well, the first two are are you know, cons- you know, they're basically classics now. I mean, they're they're true. Yeah, so I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, so you know the but, basic idea, you know, a bit, yeah, and, and honestly, th- this movie does not, at least in my opinion of it, this newest one doesn't do anything to really move the ball or or change any of that so i'm, I'm no, gonna go right actually, to brian I, like pre- you know they're like prequels right was well yes technically yes okay yes okay because i happened to see like the last half of prometheus at the gym the other day yeah well that's <laughs> a weird thing <laughs> at yeah, the gym. <laughs> hey join our gym and see the, the alien not- uh see the alien movies join our gym now and and, and get no, to see half on- of prometheus and that's the one with Spider Guy. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was on, you know, they just had it on they have like a fifteen million movie screens and it just happened to be up. Let's not right do any research at all. Let's just go drive into that pyramid over there. <laughs> no, I prefer the best part Don't of that movie that I like. And I, there are a That's lot of fine. things I like about that movie, but the best part that I like is the is the running away at the end from the from the ship yeah. falling yeah. or, or away, whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's like go go to the right. Just turn to the right a little. Yeah. But um so Brian yeah. Alien Covenant. So I, I, I don't even remember what you had said about this or posted about it after you saw it. I don't know if you did much, but uh I I, I my, my quote was Oy vey. Yeah, that's right. I remember it was pretty it was so, pretty yeah, yeah. No, it, it, so here's the thing is that I I I liked a lot about Prometheus in regards to the the world building that Ridley had done. I mean, I wasn't a big fan of the fact that the the alien pilot and the derelict from the original film turns out to be a really tall, good-looking buff guy that that seeded Earth and created human life. But once once I just got over that and just was like, all right, well, this is this is what Ridley wants to tell this story about. I was okay with with the the idea of what Prometheus was putting forth. I wasn't thrilled with the way that the actual alien part of it was treated, but that's okay. He had an interesting idea going with the engineers. And I assumed that we were going to sort of continue that story and there'd be more of that. And what happened was it's, it seems like Ridley sort of committed to, to sort of talking about the engineers, but that part of that story ended pretty quickly in this film. And then it all became about, a, an android with daddy issues and 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 the, and then all, and, and by the way not to take anything away from michael fassbender i mean his performance in the film is outstanding and the fact that he plays two different characters that are both identical yet that he has to put the subtleties of of the performance in there mm-hmm. so the david walter stuff was great and and i i enjoyed that yeah and, and yeah. then i and then i couldn't believe it as as soon as my favorite thing in this franchise shows up the actual alien right it was awful it was just like oh my god why are we what had happened why because it, it almost seemed like ridley ridley has has had you know he he's never been a huge fan of what jim cameron did even though he 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 can't badmouth it too much because it's been such a successful film but he brought his alien the the alien i was watching some deleted scenes from the original alien today about the way the, that they had the the actor in the suit move, and it was it was almost like the alien would seduce you before it would kill you, and you know, and then in aliens, the there, yeah, in it, but kind in of, aliens, yeah, the, a little, yeah, the film, the film you saw Angela, I mean, they're fast moving and it, it was very hyperkinetic, but it's fun. I mean, because right. they're fighting, in this yeah. movie, it felt like I was watching literally um, like Alien Isolation, the video game, because the alien is like, is all about that. He's like fast, he's quick, he, you don't know where he's coming from. And what, mm-hmm. what that does for me is it ruins, it ruins that suspense where, oh my God, this person's about to die because it all happens real fast. And in the original film, it was so methodical. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, this person's going to die. And they're like, oh, but the alien's just like moving slowly towards them. And I'm like, oh, this is horrible. This is the worst thing ever. <laughs> and anyway, so I, it, so. At the, yeah, the there's last... no, there's no buildup. There's no, there's, there's no, no buildup. Build it's, it's like you've, it's t- just... you've been told the punchline of a joke, but you didn't tell the joke, right? Kind exactly. of thing. And yeah, well said. And and so, so I'm watching Covenant, and I'm like, oh my gosh. So wait a minute. So David, David, go and again. I, w- I don't want to spoil it necessarily, but I'll David put a big spoiler his... warning at the beginning of the podcast. But yeah, I mean, you, you know, whatever. So David, 
So David goes back and kills all the engineers by deploying the bioweapon on them. And then he's the one had, that develops the actual alien. So now instead of when I watched that original film and they come across LV-426 and they land on this planet with a strange signal and they don't know what it is and they go to this derelict ship that's been there for maybe thousands of years and there's a, this fossilized corpse with, a, with, his, with his ribs busted out and these eggs, all of a sudden... No, that was just David 15 years before. Tinkering around. <laughs> tinkering around. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's the worst thing you could have done. Why did you do that to me? Yeah, and, I'm, I'm kind of like I just mean, sort of thinking about that in a different way now. I'm kind of like, nope, nope, don't accept that. No, okay, you're going to rewrite uh, that? Yeah. It's I know killing what you mean, me. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be back when he does this, <laughs> does the next one. But, boy, I was not happy with that. Now, visually, visually incredible. I mean, a gorgeous movie. It looks great because it's Ridley Scott. But boy, that I just I, I'm not I'm not thrilled with the choices he's making as far as the the sort of story that it was that the writing really the writing you know the, the writing and the script was okay the, the screenplay was okay I mean the, the Prometheus had some characters that did some really dumb things he cut mm -hmm. down the dumb thing character by about a half in this film which is good so I'll give him that because the characters are a little bit more compelling and more mm -hmm. engaging. I mean, Naomi, uh, no, Naomi, what was the, the gal's name in Prometheus? The, um, the actress Elizabeth played. something, I think. Well, this Shaw the was the character's name. No, yeah. the, that was the actress's name. But anyway, she, oh, Naomi yeah. Rapis, right? In the other so one, she, in Prometheus. Yeah. And she was great, um, but the other people were awful. But this film, I think, had some good character. Well, uh, well, Charlie Theron was good, and Idris Elba was good. But I mean, this film had better characters and better character moments. But boy, that last that last bit, and I'm just like, oh, so this is what this is what you wanted to say happened? It was disappointing for me. I, I'd be curious to see what Rick thinks. Yes, Mr. Moyer. What did what you think? I think about the movie? What yeah. did you think uh, of Covenant? Well. I don't know. You know, it, it it was good for some a little bit of scare and a little bit of thrill. I liked all the technical gadgets, and it, like Brian said, it was filmed beautifully. Um, I just it was hard for me to accept all the stuff. I mean, they changed just about everything when it came to the mystery behind the aliens and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I. I I like some of the stuff. I, I mean, the what what were the aliens? What were the ones that were hiding in the shadows and the the white ones? Oh, Brian, yeah, neo. They called them neomorphs. Yeah. Th now that that was a scary looking sucker. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. That and that was all, the the uh, the actually was that, those sequences were better than when my when my classic alien showed up and I'm like oh, yeah. there he is. But yeah. the, neo, the neomorph stuff was actually more kind of interesting. It was. It was. It yeah. was. But uh, she's. What's that? Aren't the aren't the aliens mostly women? Aren't they she's or it's just the queen? No, there's just a there's just no, there's just they're kind of like a hive kind of thing. Yeah, there's just a yeah. queen that right. lays eggs. They're like and, right. they're like bees. Well, well, they're like James Cameron made them like bees. Ridley Scott actually made them like a like a cycle where there was like egg. Face hugger gets on gets on something yeah. right. Im implants the alien comes out and then the alien would actually take people and convert them back into eggs but Ridley Scott uh, cut that scene out of the original film and ended that and then oh. Ridley and then James Cameron came up with the idea of hey what if there's a queen laying eggs and then Sigourney Weaver could fight her at the end so right. yeah get away right. from her you bitch <laughs> right 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 yes okay. oh. 
Yeah. Anyway, I didn't. I, I didn't I, think. I'm curious about the premise, even though I really have no interest in seeing the movies. <laughs> there isn't really much of a premise, except they go to a planet and they run into all this and things happen. There, Actually, you know, it's not. And I, Angela, yeah, Angela, you might you, you should watch the first one because the the body <laughs> horror stuff is just one chest burster scene. So you, you've okay. already yeah. seen that. So if you can accept one of those, okay. The, Alien has very little blood and very little gore in it. No, in fact, it's much more suspenseful. Suspense. And, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh! I do is... find the art, uh, the Geiger, isn't Geiger? Is that Geiger? Geiger. Yeah. Like, I find the art fascinating and beautiful oh, and... in such a macabre way. Like yeah. I, I do find, I do see the beauty in that. Yeah, and then more go, than. Then... Then watch Alien. The original Alien yeah. is loaded with with Giger's imagery and uh, from like the macabre to the sexual. I mean, there's a lot of things right. going on in Giger's work. And the film is the ultimate slow burn. I mean, it okay. is so methodical and it just it's dark and it just sucks you in. And there's and there's no boo moments except for one or two. But it really makes you just scared just sitting there watching. It. It's great. Yeah. That, that's cool. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's a it's it it is, and it's and it's really quite a bit different than everything that came after that too. So oh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It, and and there you and know I, it has an I amazing heard... cast too. I mean, everybody in that movie is, is right. Yeah, went on to and do. I mean, I'm aware yeah. of it because it's been it's part of the world you know that I'm yeah. in. So I'm, yeah, I sure. know about it, but I just have never seen it. It's you and as a as a film fan, you'll you'll really appreciate how much of the dialogue is is clearly improv, being improvised on set. There's like a real natural. <laughs> it's true. There's a real naturalness to the way that people can talk to each other because really just let the camera run and said you're having you're 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 waking up and you're having a breakfast. Talk to each other, and then <clears throat> and the actors clearly are doing that in a lot of the scenes. It's really good. Cool. Yeah, it's very. It, it, it's just. Yeah, it's it's worth watching at some point. But yep. um, so I was disappointed in in the newer one because they people said it's it's a lot like the first one. I didn't think so. Oh, not at all. No, absolutely not. No, not really. Except for I guess you have a crew and you have a planet situation again. Right. But I mean, they've kind of right. had that like in most of them Every to, time. to some yeah. level, right? So I mean, I I don't know. I think they were trying to market it kind of and say that a little bit just because i think they were trying to get away from people saw prometheus and i mean i'm with brian i liked a lot about prometheus at least it tried to do some interesting new things but i think they were trying to reassure people and go back to oh this is just like those old ones that you all loved kind of a thing Mm. so um and then you got to be careful with that yeah, kind they of. had it really cranked up and everything, so nobody could hear your scream in the theater. So. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I was waiting for a drum roll thing. Bam, really. bam. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, anybody else want to say anything about this one, Mr. Pete? Um, I mean, I enjoyed the movie for what it was. Um, I'm not a. I got an issue with retcon in general, and I guess the one thing I didn't really. I didn't understand about this movie was it's supposed to be a prequel and it doesn't really set up the premise of the very first movie where the company knew about the alien. Well, and it wasn't kind of does if you, if you connect a few other dots, I think it kind of does without giving away too much of the end of what happens at the very end of alien of covenant. Exactly. I mean, they're well, they're they're, but it, but they're heading back. It doesn't, 
David doesn't doesn't radio back. I mean, it's not like. But they're heading back. Are we assuming? Yeah. Well, that'll probably be the next one. When he gets to, what I call Origami Six, because I can't remember the name of the stupid planet is. Maybe, um, maybe that's so maybe that they're leaving that for the next film. Maybe I, I don't know, but uh, yeah, I get. I find get a bunch of little swans made out of paper. Yeah, <laughs> origami you know. six. And then I was wondering, you know, when they get on that, when they land on the planet, the little—I just call them like the little willow wisps—that get into their the bugs systems, or whatever. The little bugs they get turned into these yeah. whatever you call those things, the umworms. Where are those? And why those weren't on the planet yeah. in the movie? Well, David, David created those. I mean, that's part of. I think all of the spores uh, that are out there are all a part of what David is doing in his little lab to to experiment with with the the canisters that he deployed upon the engineers and killed them all. So he David shows up. The engineers are perfectly happy on this planet. They're like, "Oh, look, our friends are back." David drops the canisters on them, wipes them out, and then David spends the next 10 years doing experiments, some of them on Shaw, and when those scenes of him going, you see like the uh, the drawings that he made, they're very like Da Vinci-esque kind of like drawings. You can see the spores, the egg. He's, he's trying to figure out how to create the ultimate organism which is our alien from the first film. He's working towards that, and apparently at the end of this film, a perfect alien pops out of that the the cap the, the acting captain guy, and and there you go. That's that's it. So it, yeah. the spores the spores were all a product of what David had deployed on the planet, basically. Mm. Okay, so you think now these so those two things those two embryos that he put in at the end into the Hibernation banks of the little freezer there or whatever. Yeah, yeah. freezer thing. So that's the ultimate. Then he doesn't need these spores when he gets to this new planet. Right. He's he's Basically. he's developed. He's yeah. got the egg. He's created the egg with the face hugger that becomes the the ultimate xenomorph. So yeah, that's what he's freezing. And God God help those those two thousand colonists that are frozen because he's gonna he's gonna experiment on them for the next couple of years as this ship cruises on to its destination. So not that's exactly awesome. a happy ending. Yeah. Not no, exactly a happy it. ending movie. Yeah, but no, no it's not at all. <laughs> I, I I I will just the ultimate irony will be that one of them. Whatever he creates ultimately ends up killing him. That's why hope. we don't see him in Could the original be. Alien yeah. movie. But, but but ultimately, what has to happen is that what has to happen is that a derelict sh- or, or an alien ship of the type that we see in Prometheus and in Covenant needs to end up on LV four two six with an engineer in a in the chair that has had his you know that's had an alien come out of his chest and it has to be sitting there for the crew of the Nostromo to find. True. That, there's no mm. way that's that is that is sacrosanct. You can't budge <laughs> from that because that's what Ridley's moving towards. He can't he can't change that. That's what he right. filmed. So right. yeah, that's canon, as they say. That's it. That's so well. So we George have to Lucas assume. Changed, huh? So we have to assume that there's another engineer in another ship Correct. that was not on planet when David yeah. arrived. Or, or, and I thought about this, and it makes me want to jump out the window. But what if it's David? It got into a suit, and it's like it happened to him, and that's who is in the suit when Ash or when when Dallas and Lambert and Kane show up at the at the derelict ship in Alien. And that, if if that's the case, I am jumping out the window. I swear to God, I'm done. <laughs> <I> can't. <laughs> can't take it. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's it's hard to go back. I mean, we saw it with Star Wars prequels. I mean, you know, when you go back and try to fit things in, you know, it's ugh. You know, it, you're you're just gonna it's it, it's always gonna be uh, in, unless it was all written down before you even. Like, there you know. are good ways to do it. That's the thing is that it's not impossible. No, to no, yep, things. yep. There are because ways. Actually, an ending is a great. Knowing what the ending is going to be, or knowing what you're building towards, is actually good for a writer. It's you know you know what's happening. They always say that J.K. Rowling wrote the last chapter of her of the seventh book first because you know what you're building towards. That's good writing, but it's when you try to get too creative. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 or it's when you change your mind or whatever. That's that's when you start getting into trouble. And I, yeah, and I think you always that's have how this, you get the end of Battlestar. Yeah, and you have this trap of making things look too sort of um, convenient and pat, right? Like like oh right. yeah, like oh, okay that you know what I mean? It's like very it, it looks very easy when it just goes oh we go A B C and then D happened or whatever and. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, um, so, well, that's good. I'm glad to hear everybody's thoughts on that. Let's shift over to, how about Wonder Woman, I guess? We should talk about that, of <laughs> course. Yeah, how about that? Uh, what are you? I am Diana of Themyscira, daughter of Hippolyta, queen of the Amazons. In the name of all that is good, your wrath upon this world is over. Wonder Woman, rated PG-13. Experience it in IMAX 3D. I mean, you know, basically to me that my favorite movie so far this summer by far, um, I just was really, really impressed by it and blown away basically because it, it, it was... I, you know, I've been thinking about it since I saw it. I've only seen it once... And but there's just something about that movie that is not like, you know, other comic book films that they've done and and certainly nothing in the DC world. But I I think a lot of it has to do with the cast, but and and the writing and the directing and all that. But it's just more uh, it's it's just got a better kind of pure of heart or something. I don't know how to describe it, but there's I. I don't know. What do you think, Angela? I mean, I'll let you take over because I've, I've talked. Thank you yeah. for no, no, it's okay. I and I apologize because, like, as the one, as the woman here, <laughs> nothing. No, please. Because I want everyone to love it, but I do feel like you know it definitely rang with so many women I know and 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 care about, and it was just such a cool movie. And I think that a lot of it had to do with. There was a little bit of weird buildup because it's like, oh, superhero movie, Wonder Woman, we've been waiting for, blah, blah, blah. And and it was this weird buildup. But at the same time, what I think that it was in general, even if you even if you look look past just that it's this woman superhero is I think what they did was bring back, like you said, the optimism, the idea that a hero really is okay to just want to be a hero. She's like. I'm going to do this because I, someone needs to, and it's going to be me. And, and then the other people around her weren't trying to get her to search herself or try to feel bad about herself about it. They were just like, we're going to come support you. And so here you have these other movies. If you look at it in the context of the DC, 
um, cinematic universe that they've started to create is you have, you know, a Superman who's torn apart and Batman who's supposed to be torn apart because that's who Batman is. But the cool thing that used to be about Superman is that he's good. He's right. He's he's for he's for freedom and justice. And the over the years, it's been corrupted into this thing because people are like, well, you have to be cynical that there has to be the cynicism. He has to hate what he's doing. He has to hate who he is in order to, I don't know, relate to people or whatever. But by doing what they did with Wonder Woman and having her, you know, I guess maybe having her as, as a guide or being, you know, representative from, from, from kind of another world coming into our world um, and not as an alien, but as something sort of more metaphysical that, that that gave her license to be able to say, I'm a hero and I'm I'm going to save the day. And there's something nice about that. Yeah. The idea that you can escape into a world where there is a hero there that that not only can do it, but wants to. And it's so silly that that's a thing that that has to be a thing no, anymore. It's, but it's, I think it's, it's great. awesome yeah. to revisit this idea of heroes uh, being real heroes and not having to come with all of this extra baggage. Oh yeah, I, I, sense? I and I, I apologize it took me so long to say that. Oh no, I completely agree, and it's well said. I mean, I, I as you were as you were saying that, I, I I was thinking, you know, one of the things I just sort of realized is it reminded me a lot of the first Superman movie that mm-hmm. that he shows up, and even in this, even when that movie was out. You know, there were there were things in the world and, you know, he basically gets treated as sort of this Boy Scout and everybody in the movie in the first Superman movie is like, well, you know, this is just the world the way the world is kind of saying to him. And he doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't change his his right. optimism. It doesn't change his attitude. It doesn't change. It doesn't turn him nasty, dark, grim, you know, like you were talking about. How, how DC has done a little bit with Superman in, in the films, which is what I've had a, the hardest time with, is that they shouldn't be like that. He shouldn't be like that. And Wonder Woman is the same way. So, uh, no, you, you said it very well. And I, I think that is a big part of it. Like, well, well you know, <laughs> we've had all these movies with comic book people and, and superheroes, and, 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 and they're all kind of like, you know... Yeah, I don't like doing this. And oh, I'm Marth- awesome, Martha, Martha, really and, bad about it. <laughs> you know, it's 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 like you know she just goes in and you know like the, the you know one of the best scenes in the movie is is, is the part Ugh. where they're in the trenches and 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 you know Steve yep. Trevor, you know the Chris Pine, which he was awesome. Oh, uh, you so know, I, you know he's saying we we can't we can't get involved, we can't be stopped here. We we got to keep moving on. And she says no. She basically says, "No, we're gonna help," and you know that she does her big thing and all. But I, oh, I mean, yeah. you know, it was oh. like you know, in in other films or other, you know, they would have just been like, you know, ah, that's the world, that's just the way it is, you know, kind of a thing. And she wouldn't accept that stuff. So uh, yeah, yeah, no, I agree completely. Um, how about uh, you, Mister Pete? That movie was that was my quote best movie of the summer so yeah. far. I love that movie. I've, I've seen it like three times. It's it was great. I mean, you know, I I really like the way. The only thing, the only part about the movie I really didn't like is the whole idea that the Nazis could actually drive through the mist and see the mascara on the other side. Me too. That, that didn't make any sense to me at all. If Zeus had hidden 
this island, I'm thinking it's a force field. I'm thinking that no, you're just not going to be able to get there. Like like a holodeck where it will somehow cause you to steer around it. Yes. So I, didn't, I didn't get that at all. That part. Well, I guess, I guess the only thing you'd have to say about that is it had to happen, right? Something had to happen. Well, to, to, they weren't going to gonna leave the island just willy, you know, like, hey, let's, hey, Diana, you know, wakes up one day and says, hey, what's maybe beyond the island and just decides to go. So they needed something to happen, right? It would have been better if somebody would have tripped over the power cord that had the shield plugged in. <laughs> I was and waiting for you to say something, yeah, Rick, and say like, you know. Go with me. Go with me real quick. I'm making this up <laughs> on the spot, but go All with right. me on. Okay. What if the whole point, the reason why it weakened is because the whole point of the, the, the mascara and the Amazons is to defeat, uh, Apo- uh, I'm sorry, not Apollo. Aries. Aries. Sorry. <laughs> is to defeat Aries. So um, if Aries is growing in strength, then the veil would start to weaken in order for the Amazons to be called to action. I totally just made that up. No, I was going to, yeah, no, I think that's sense. reasonable that, that basically, yeah, the, the, the world has become, has gotten itself into a certain position that the Amazons are needed, you could say, something like that, real simple, like, simply like, and, and it had to happen, but yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying, Rick, about that, I mean, everybody kind of like said, oh, well, you know, how come in the thousands of years they'd been there, or whatever, that no one else just sort of blundered through, you know, or whatever. But, uh, exactly, exactly. But I kind of like what Angela, what Angela said. That kind of makes sense to me. I can, I can buy that. Um, <laughs> you know that it was, it was time. Yeah. You know, it was. Time yeah, that's for, the base. Basically, the best way to say it is just it was time. You know, they, they, yeah. you know, that they, they had to be involved, and maybe the, maybe you could say Ares' power was growing, and 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 the mm-hmm. and, and the power that had put that cloak thing in place had been weakened or something over time. So. Uh, yeah, I mean it's uh, it, it's a great movie. It's it's really really good, and uh, I, I'm just super happy that you know they've got a big hit, and uh, and that so many people seem to like it pretty much across the board. I mean, uh, let's let's talk. It, it, I, it, I, it, I've been, it got I've a really been, good balance between. You go see it, Brian. Take uh, take Jamie. No, yeah. no, I know. I mean, but what Angela Angela's comments just now are are by far and away the the most like inspirational and moving comments I've heard about this film. I mean that it. Re- I want to see it. Everything I've read online is, has 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 made me feel like this is it's a great film. Jensen saw the uh, the poster for it in the theater when we went to go see. Oh my God, we went to go see Captain Underpants. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh. <laughs> look, he wanted to go. But the point is, is that I mean, he he was excited about it, and I can't wait. I can't. I I definitely want to see the film, but. And what Ange- Angela's words now, I thought, I thought were just terrific. I think everything she said about the film sounded so incredible. But I mean, when I, I'm I'm on box office mojo right now because I've been I've been following this because I'm always I'm always interested in in the business side of this stuff. Mm-hmm. This film is almost 600, 600 million global, mm-hmm. and it it's at three hundred million domestic. This film has had the smallest percentage decline week over week mm-hmm. of any of the modern. Superhero movies, all we of them. We're hungry for it. That's what's so all funny is that yeah, this film, this film has just delivered in terms of a an an excellent product, a product that has female fandom excited. I mean, everything about this movie, and and hearing you guys talk about it, this this film is a true wonder, and it's mm-hmm. it, it's 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 a great compliment to the 
to the, everyone involved with it. I mean, I just I've heard nothing but great things about it. So and I love hearing you guys talk about it. It's just amazing what this film has done. Yeah, I think they I think the good thing about it, too, is I think it came out at a really good point in time. Yes. You know, not not for for two two things. I mean, I mean, one is everyone would say and admit all of us sitting here in the United States is like, you know, there's not a lot to like. It's not a great time. Let's just say that without going into any detail. So optimism. So, so, I mean, yeah, having this come out now is, is fantastic. But the other thing, too, I think I think they really hit a good spot in the summer because because really the week since then there hasn't been a killer like you know other movie that just knocked it off like i mean they haven't you know they've they've there's been a few other things that have come out but they've had a few weeks to kind of breathe and it got such good word of mouth too i think well i i think like um you know like rick said he saw it a few times i think you've seen it a couple times right angela and, oh yeah, uh, I've seen it three times because my mom wanted to see it. Right. And so there's this lot. So, like, like my older yeah. son called me today, and I I went to see Transformers, and he was like, he hasn't seen Wonder Woman yet, and, and he called me after I just got back from Transformers, and he's like, hey, I want to go see Wonder Woman. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm podcasting tonight, and I just saw a movie today, but I'll go see it with you if you don't go tonight. And uh, so I mean, I mm-hmm. think there's a lot of people that are going and like taking other people to see these thing to see this. Um, sorry, this movie. Because they've liked it so much, they want to share it with with other people, and, mm-hmm. and that yes. that's a big, yeah. that's a huge thing for a movie, you know, to have that repeat thing. You know, that was like back in the day of you know the original Star Wars was it was like oh my gosh this movie's so great, <laughs> we we got to go see it, and and I and I got to take you and you and the mailman and and, and everyone mm-hmm. and and you guys all have to see this, and and that's what this is you know had going for it. Uh, did you you see this, Rick Moyer? You saw it, didn't you? You went. You went. Uh, are you kidding? Yeah, my you and your wife, wife went. T- right. My yeah. wife got tickets for it. To yeah. the, to the, the, that's the right. That's right. I remember. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys, you guys both. And when I got off yeah. work at the radio station, she met me there, and we went to it. She was she was all hot on going right in there and seeing it, and I'm glad I went. It was fantastic. Yeah. 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 They 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 just you know, uh, I mean. Gal Gadot, is that how you say her name? Probably something yeah. like that. Gal Gadot. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she is Gadot. I, I've listened Gadot, to Gadot, but not. not it is, uh, it's Gadot. It's Gadot. Yeah, she, she's Israeli, so it's, it's not French. Like it's not Gadot. French it's like it sounds Gadot. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, no, she, but whatever. She's we'll just not Golda Cot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, drums. I am going to slide those drum beats in. <laughs> But no, she's That's just was she was uh, she was great. I, I mean, I oh, loved her, and really in, in, you know, she was the best part of, you know, uh, you know, I like I like Ben Affleck as Batman in the Batman versus Superman, uh, and he was I good in there. Too. But she was she was just I, I, I like the way she seems to really enjoy what she's doing in the you know yeah. it appears in these movies like just the way she looks and 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 everything and the little you know her eyes and 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 I don't know. There were just like that. There was that one part of this movie where there thing. There was a little bit of that quiet time time when they went into that that one town and they had sort of rescued the town and that that night mm-hmm. scene and the snow and everything. Yeah, just little nice. stuff yes. like that. And and, and the, you know and and there's a few scenes just like she did in in Batman or in Batman versus Superman where she she gets this little smile like like she's like it's go time you know kind of like I, I you know this is what she was you know lives for somewhat i mean she doesn't i don't think want to do the fighting but she doesn't shy away from it and and, and she also 
enjoys, you know, taking the fight to the bad guy. Let's put it that way or mm-hmm. something. So, uh, no, I, 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 I want to go see it again now that we're talking about it so much. <laughs> I mean, I've well, only I seen it once, it, but. It was so awesome to see a crossover like that, too, where Star Trek and DC Universe come together like that with Captain Kirk and everything. It was yeah. awesome. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. And he got to um, ride a motorcycle, didn't he? Right. Because, right? you know. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, every movie it seems like Chris Pine is in. He, yeah. He, 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 I, I, I swear so to God, good. if anyone even saw when he he played Jack Ryan, do you, do you guys know that character? In, yeah. yeah. He rides a motorcycle in that, that movie, movie, too. Keira Knightley's in it. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You swear you swear off uh, Kiara Knightley or whatever, right? Yep. I do. Don't like her. Yeah, I know you guys are mortal enemies, I think. so. But what were you going to say, Angela? <laughs> the weird thing is, is, in that movie, she has an American accent, and somehow it doesn't bother me as much. <laughs> that as doesn't bother American you when accent. she sounds like us? Huh. Instead as of... much. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Someday we're going to learn know, the I'm... secret of your of you guys, you know, your 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 arch enemy. I really have no yeah. idea, but it's like become a thing. So now it's a thing. It is pretty funny. I, yeah. I did want to bring up the other thing too is that like I've seen a lot of. I mean, I'll, most people love this movie, and I'm so glad that they do. But you can't ignore, you know, the feminist thing. You know, it is a th- big thing that it's a woman and it's a woman director and all of that. A woman in the sure. role of a yeah, and and. What a, a couple people have brought up, and, and mostly jokingly, is that, well, what about the Xenas and the Buffies? Now, that's great, and I agree with that, because I love Xena, I love Buffy, but, well, and the other thing we talked about with the box office situation is that this is important, and people even were talking about Electra, which, I don't know why anyone would bring that up, and I even like Jennifer Garner, but <laughs> it's like, this is not, I love those things, but those things are part of a, of a specific fandom, of people somewhat like, it, yeah it, they're kind of a very, yeah. like people know about Buffy and know about Xena but it's still very it's more segmented the people who like really know it everyone knows about this everyone knows Wonder Woman anybody even people who don't who have never picked up a a comic and have never seen a comic book movie up until this year know who Wonder Woman is. She is part of the, you know, the oh, culture. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And so to have something like her do well, that is a first-time thing. It is an important thing. And I feel like that's part of it, too, is that it's, she's so more universal, I guess, uh, more wide appeal. Anyway, I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, and she's also, <laughs> it's it's also a major motion picture. You know, right. the, the, those the most of those other things. I've seen some of those things too, and most of those other things were on television, right? Basically, so and they're still great. They're, oh not. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's nothing, and 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 you know what? It doesn't like. I don't know. I don't really even understand why people get worked up about it. Isn't it just good to have more of that? It's been pretty sparse. You, everyone would have mm. to admit. So I mean. So, I mean, is it, so what? There were, yes. I mean, there were, of course, other things that have, you know, had strong sure. female leads. We were talking about Alien. Yeah. We had Ripley, you yeah. know, in there. You know, a woman killing the alien when all the guys get killed. So, I mean, it's like, you know, <laughs> and, and they did the thing, you know, almost rinse, repeat in this last one, you know, kind of a thing. It's a woman, you know, taking charge for the most part in that movie in the last one. So, 
yeah, it's it, there's nothing, you know. There's always, you know, you know, those are those internet people, Angela, you know, that just like I know. Oh no! In episode thirty nine of the series of Xena, <laughs> she defeated Ares before ever Wonder Woman did it. Of course, like okay. you know. <laughs> yes. One of the things I like about the movie is that it's not, it's not a feminist movie, right? I mean, it's a female lead. But it's not a feminist movie, you know. No, so no, I, I, not. Know, I mean, I they can't... don't. They don't like. It's not like they're shoving it in your face by any oh, means. I don't think so. And, and exactly. right, exactly. And and I and I love one of the things I think I said on 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 Treks and Sci-Fi when I first saw the movie. One of the comments that I had made is the thing that I thought was really cool about this movie. One thing, and I've heard a couple other people say it. I like the fact that it was in World War One. You know that World War One gets kind too. of gets frankly gets kind of ignored. You know they've had you know how many World War Two movies and and things oh, yeah. and stuff, but World War One and and I just like the fact that uh, you know in that time even more than if it had been in World War Two or something, mm-hmm. having this woman just sort of you know take charge and I think I remember you and Jen said it on on your show Angela about. You know, she just sort of like naturally starts to kind of lead these guys a little bit. And no one says, you know, I don't think anyone really, you know, of the little group uh, of Chris Pine's mm-hmm. little team of, of, of mercs, basically. Yeah. Oh, I'm not following her. She's just a she's just a, a woman, you know, or whatever. You know, they just sort of like, oh, well, she's pretty darn good. Let's follow her because she's good. And she yeah. knows, she seems to know what she's doing. So in other yeah. words, she's the best person for the job kind of a thing. And uh yeah. And, and they just sort of, it, it just sort of flows, right? They don't just sit down yeah. and go like, you know, they don't make a big thing out of it all. So, uh, yeah, it, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Yeah, it, it was, was awesome. it and was. I, and I like the fact that she doesn't even know her full potential. I mean, yeah. she knows she has, she knows that she's called to do this and I need to get to the front. I need to be part of this battle. And she has no idea who she is. And so, yeah. Her progression into knowing who she is and what she's capable of, I thought, was very well done. Because I'm, I'm sitting in the movie thinking, when is she going to figure this out? <laughs> um, yeah. It, it, was, I thought it was very, very, very well done. Well, I think that's um, interesting, too, because I think she just goes to do it. Like, in other words, she doesn't even know what she's getting into in a way right she 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 isn't like so confident like oh i can handle this i've i've defeated all kinds of you know bad whatever and i can just do it again you know whatever it's it's more of like i'm i'm gonna go do this even though i don't exactly know how i'm gonna do it kind of a thing Mm -hmm. so no it's it's really really good so i think that covers pretty well most of the stuff i mean there's a few other things but i think those are the biggies yeah (laughs) let's let's talk real quick about a a couple other last topics and then and then we'll finish up uh so obviously you know you guys all heard we were talking before we started to record about um they switched directors right this new han solo movie they they all of a sudden now after whatever they started filming back in like january february which I basically I thought they were done filming, base you know yeah. pretty much, and then all of a sudden out of blue there's this announcement like oh directors fired on Han Solo movie and uh, so I mean like what <laughs> like what <laughs> I, I I I just the biggest the first thing that I thought when I when I saw that is is I don't I don't understand how they could be filming for months, have mm-hmm. countless probably discussions meetings script things. Bada, 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 bing, you know, and be like, 
hey, you know what? We really don't like what you guys are doing. You're out. And it's like, I gotta jo- go I, ahead, Brian. I think I have a time. I've been obviously very involved with this over the past couple of days because <laughs> I invest because I invest for, with in Disney for myself and my clients. I mean, Disney is something that I follow very closely, and Star Wars has always been something I followed very closely. Mm. My impression is that the what what Lord and Miller were filming um, was as individual scenes were actually, was actually very good. There were a lot of really good things that were coming in on a daily basis that, that people like Kathleen Kennedy and even Bob Iger would have been seeing. However, as they've gotten down towards the wire here with only a couple weeks to go left in principal photography, there was a attempt to start creating sort of an assembly cut of the film and sort of putting all the scenes together. And it really did, it wasn't working. And I think a lot of this was that Larry Kasdan, who wrote this uh, script with the son, that I think, and he was the biggest advocate for Lord and Miller initially, huh. that the yeah. comedic elements, there was, it was a little too flippant, and he, that Lord and Miller, and that's their sensibility, they took it a little too far. And I think in watching the totality of, of, of scenes strung together into a initial sort of film, Mm-hmm. That they said, whoa, whoa, whoa! This isn't this isn't what we want. And now this is exactly what happened with Rogue One, although it happened a little bit earlier in the process, where Gareth delivered the war film, and they looked at it and they go, "It's a little too war film. Can we pull this back? Can we send t- Tony Gilroy in to help maybe film help you film some additional stuff, do whatever you need to do for the reshoots?" Gareth Edwards said, "Yeah, that's, let's do it." Lord and Miller were were very likely well, and we'll, we may never know, but they were very likely presented with the same option, saying, "This is not what Larry Kasdan wrote, and it's not feeling that way as it's assembled, and we want to come in and we want to try and correct this to make it a little bit more of what we want as our vision for this franchise, because Star Wars needs to feel like Star Wars. I mean, the idea that Star Wars can be many different genres, yes." But only to a point, and right. it, there's there's some specificity here that needs to be adhered to. Mm-hmm. So I think, but I I think Lord and Miller were basically like, no, we're we want to we want to supervise the reshoot, any reshoots, and it's going to continue to be their vision. I think they stuck to their guns. That's their prerogative, mm-hmm. and I think Kathleen Kennedy needs to make a a a decision immediate mm-hmm. an immediate decision because. This film com- is scheduled to come out in May of 2018. Yeah. So, and the decision was. If you're not willing to play ball, then you're fired and we need to find a replacement. I have a feeling that the replacement, because it it came about so quickly after the announcement that Lord and Miller were going to be released from the film, that Ron Howard was going to come in, that had been already established, whether it was because Kathleen Kennedy knew that Ron Howard had a lot of experience with Lucasfilm in the past because of Willow. Do you think they were going to maybe shove him in with them? Like, do you think possibly that that was going to be, you know, okay, we're going to bring Ron Howard in to help you guys or work with you guys, and no, and, no, you know, it, he wouldn't it, have done it, that. He would, it would have no, just been. It, it, yeah. You don't, you don't need, you don't need a Ron Howard to come in to do reshoots. You could have had Lawrence Kasdan come in, yeah. or Joe Johnson to come in and help them. Larry wrote the film, and it, although there are, there are, there are. Director Guild of Association rules about if you write it, you can't direct it, and that those two those two worlds don't don't mix. 
because they're filming in England, there were there, Larry could have come in and, and said, hey, this is what I really want you guys to do. So let me help you direct this because he's, he's a director. He directed yeah. Chill. Yeah. He's done a lot. So but I so no, I think if 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 Lord and Miller had been willing to play ball, I think we would have seen a different outcome when Lord and Miller were not willing to play ball. Then I think and I think Kathleen Kennedy may have already had spoken to either George Lucas. She may have even called George Lucas and said, hey, here's a problem. Who would you suggest or her comfort level with a guy like Ron Howard? Ron Howard is a, is a man devoid of ego. He is a, a consummate filmmaker, a consummate professional, an Academy Award winning director. I actually know a, a friend of mine in high school babysat for for Bryce Dallas Howard and all of Ron Howard's kids in Greenwich, Connecticut when I was growing up in high school in the 80s. And she always would say, Ron Howard is the nicest person on the planet. I mean, just a kind, unpretentious person. He is exactly the kind of director you want to come into a, a set that has potentially a lot of turmoil, where if, if the reports are true, Alden Ehrenreich wasn't happy with the way that he was be portraying Han Solo, even though he was doing a good job, that he was being too flippant, that he was being too silly, that he was being too Jim Carrey is what things so are So do you think that they're going to, do you, do you think because they brought him in, you know, do you think we're going to end up or they're going to be doing a ton of reshooting then? Because it makes it sound like they would have to, right? To it's it's tough to it's, if if this if individual sequence or scenes that they've shot, in in and of themselves are fine, but it's just the talky bits that need to be tweaked. So they then, do a zoom in. They have them just deliver a line a little different or no, something or or more something. Like, more, more like with Rogue One, where the film just needed a mo the, the, the uh, p two people in a cockpit talking and that needed to be fixed. And that's, that mm -hmm. can be done. And that pretty doesn't quick, require, pretty easy. Yeah. yeah. It, it is. I mean, pacing and editing too, that have so much to do with it as well. And, yeah. and, that, and the director oversees that part of the process yep. to, sure, as sure. well. Yeah. And no, and yeah. I mean, yeah. so I, I was never, I was, I, 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 I thought the Lego movie was a lot of fun but it's very kinetic and it's very like uh, it's always moving and it's so it's so frantic. I never saw Twenty One Jump Street, so I I don't really have any context for when, for that for that film. But even when these guys were hired, I was like, okay, well that's an interesting choice. I wish Ron Howard had been hired to shoot this whole thing. I would love to see a Ron Howard Star mm -hmm. Wars film because I think he's yeah. got the sensibility. Well, to do you know, depending on how he pulls this one out, you know, you you know, there's there's they're certainly not going to, you know, there's probably you know in there in on some in some piece of paper somewhere, there's probably like a whole bunch of Star Wars films, <laughs> you know, written down. Hey, let's do the yeah. Den. Also, I, I'm still holding out guys... for the Dengar movie, so you know, <laughs> yeah. Aren't you guys yeah. thinking that you know it's been interesting ever since? you know, the beginning of the For of Force Awakens, right? When we first started hearing about, okay, there's going to be this whole string of star new Star Wars movies. I mean, wasn't everyone a little nervous because of the prequels and everything? And and it's like we have all these ideas and all this EU and, and everybody who loves Star Wars as much as we do, weren't y'all yeah. a little nervous? And it feels well, like when still Disney nervous, took over... A well, <laughs> sure, but like when Sometimes. Disney took over... All of their moves have been so calculated, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything J you know, with this and up until you know Rogue One, you, you, I really felt like, okay, well, these people, whoever's in charge here, knows what the f they're doing, so they're not gonna make any. And so when they did this, I guess I was like, I was just surprised because I was like, okay, 
it feels like these are things that should have been discussed earlier. But I, I, yeah, I understand but, but, what, you're, yeah. what you're saying. I, I think understand. Brian makes a good point that I hadn't really I thought about it a little bit, but the yeah, when you it, when you really start to pull it together, you may see a scene here, a scene there, but when it starts mm-hmm. to become, that may oh, be okay yeah, if they let let's just yeah. say for example, you know, um, there there you know the, this comment about that that he was making Han Solo a little bit more jokey or flip or whatever, rather than you know the more sarcastic kind of a little bit of tone, but whatever yeah. his attitude or the way when when you see that in one scene and then a day or two goes by or even a week and you see another scene, you don't really your brain kind of goes oh okay right. whatever. And then, but when the, yeah, when you shove it all together in, in two hours or start to see it all as a pattern and it goes like, oh my gosh, you know, he's, they've turned him yeah, into this like, is a, not what we... a, yeah, it, then <laughs> yeah. I could see, yeah, the, I guess it does start to form a pattern, right? It's like, it, okay. It's like, it's like, yeah. it's like death by a thousand cuts. It's like, it's right. not one thing. It's well, just they, all they, of these things. All... They're, 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 you know, this, this is a hard one to pull off. I mean, honestly, you know, when they first yeah. said they were going to do this, I mean, I was like, uh, you know, like I, I, I mean, it's hard because you have to basically, you need to make him, this, this actor that's playing him kind of stand on his own a little bit, right? He can't just mimic and, and so forth. Uh, but, but, you, you know, you can, you can, you got, you've got to like a range that you can work with. Let's put it that way. And, and, it, and you've got to be careful about like how you do that. Right. It, whether yeah. you're, do you go too far? And it sounds like these guys went one, you know, one direction, like really leaned into, you know, yeah. Does Han Solo make jokes? He, he made him in the fir- very first star Wars movie, but you know, th- there's a, uh, there's sort of this weird quality I think that you have to be careful about and, and especially I think even an actor a particular actor saying that I don't know this guy mm-hmm. I did see this this actor who's playing Han in this movie I saw him in that um, uh, the one from a few months back with uh, George with George Clooney yeah with George and, Clooney uh, he was Hail, a, Hail, Hail Caesar Hail, Hail Caesar. Caesar which wasn't the greatest oh. movie but I, I liked him in the movie. movie I thought he was pretty pretty natural and and i i sort of got a little vibe of young harrison ford kind of from him in that even but uh but anyway you know what i'm saying i mean it's i think it's Mm -hmm. this is a tricky you know it's a tricky thing to pull off really well yeah it's why i'm I'm, it's still why i'm afraid you know brian Brian will jump on this still why i'm afraid that they'll ever recast indie you know and have a young indie just because i i just it you you it could be it's done, hard. but but boy, yeah. that's 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 big shoes to fill and and not, you, you know, you have to make the character your your own a little bit, but you hit you can't like, you know, I mean, they did it pretty successfully. I'll I'll say, you know, I, you know, we can maybe segue over and talk a little bit about Trek for for just a couple of minutes and we'll finish. But they did it pretty successfully with the the new Star Trek movies. I mean, you know, yeah. as a died, you know, Brian and I especially. And Rick, you know, they, I mean, we love the original crew, the original series, and to be able to pull us into, you know, those guys aren't really the originals, but there's enough there, you know, that, that makes yeah. me feel that, you know, kind yep. of feeling, mm-hmm. right, is, is, is the yeah. way I can explain it. They, they didn't try to just mimic those characters. They, 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 they use some of their qualities, and they didn't overdo it either. You know, you could have yep. really, you know, you couldn't had, you could have had Zachary Quinto, you know, raising his eyebrow every five seconds, you know, or something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you, there's just such a fine line there. Exactly, Angela, caricature. You don't want to turn it into, uh, 
uh, oh, you know, wow, well, you that's don't want to turn like a, a Saturday Night Live an skit. Unintentional is... Galaxy Quest is what yes, you don't want. Exactly, that's a good yeah. way to put it. Yeah, exactly. You don't want it to yeah. become buffoonish and just like a Saturday mm-hmm. Night Live skit or something, or right. or uh, a Galaxy Quest, right? Even though that's a great movie, it, 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 you know. Well, no, but like I know what you Galaxy mean. Galaxy Quest, I, I bring right. it up. The reason I qualified it is because Galaxy Quest is intentionally like the way that it, yes, the way it is. Exactly. But they if knew you what... were to do that and your intention was to be serious, that would be yeah. problematic. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you so guys, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, Star oh. Trek Discovery. I, I mean, I'm super excited. I mean, I, 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 I don't know what I'm seeing in all these pictures or the trailer or whatever. And I, I, I've, I'm totally fine with putting all of it in a little box of like, I don't care if it doesn't look like, oh, it doesn't look like it's, I really don't. I, don't I, I really don't. I, I don't see. I, There's I, been so it, many incarnations. It, who cares? Yeah. I mean, if, if if anyone should, should that should bother, it is someone like me who just, you know, lived on reruns of the original series for years before new, you know, even before Next Generation came along. I, I you know, I'm just like this is fine. It's fine. It's it, as long as it's good characters and good stories. I, I mean, I, I I really did. Did really anyone out there think that they were going to make it look close to like the original series? I mean, come on, did it? Did, it's it, it's impossible. You know, I mean, they, yeah. they there's no way they. I mean, there's no way they can make that look right the way it did and still sell that to a modern audience. Of course, I mean, yeah. there's just no way, no way. And I agree. I, I've been, I've been critical. I'm, I'm, I, the only reason I've been critical is that, and I can't wait. For, I can't wait to see it. I'm gonna get CBS um, access online or whatever to watch it. Yeah. But, but I just, it's just like the producers keep saying, no, no, this is, this is segueing right into TOS. And I'm like, look, it just, can we just, just forget it? Just it's let not. this be either a <laughs> reboot or let this be on in JJ's track because I don't care. I just want a good story. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I, I feel like I feel like they're peeing on my leg and telling me it's raining. I'm like, come on, guys, come on. This is not. <laughs> This really doesn't look like they're going to have, you know, Brian, when the they corner, get to the, the last episode, they're going to go through some kind of wormhole or something weird's <laughs> going to happen. And it's going to like, oh, see, we told you it segued right in here. Look, all their uniforms have turned red, yellow and, and blue now. Right. And, uh, and, and and their ships have completely changed and stuff. But I'm hearing little hints that they're being kind of we there's a you know, there's a ton we obviously have not seen here yet. Yeah, so I, yeah. I'm hearing little hints that. You know, yeah, I don't expect to see a bridge that looked like in the even the original Trek pilot, which would be roughly the era of this show, pretty much within a couple of years. Right. You know, but but there's little stuff that I keep hearing that they. This is like we were talking about earlier about, you know, trying to shove something in this like this this you know going back in time right and and saying okay we're prequeling something and we're gonna make it somehow. F- slide into that slot right in that you've lost this drawer of this old dresser and you you know you you've you're oh don't worry we can fit something in that little hole there uh, it's it's fine it's it yeah. uh, ultimately you know they've got a great cast i mean it looks it looks crazy like i mean i mean for 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 5.99 a month or whatever for four episodes of that a, a, a buckish or something an episode the way it looks in the trailer yeah, I mean, come on! You'll spend more than that on one movie for two hours. Yeah, so, I mean, I and mean, you, right, know, and, you know, and 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 just let me one one last comment is that Star Trek is so much more than Kirk and Spock and 
Picard and Data and Janeway and I mean it's Star Trek is 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 a story about an idea and mm-hmm. yeah that's, and that's really what it's about it it doesn't need to always the canonical aspects of star trek have never been as precious as they are with star wars star wars fans are so incredibly insane about the canonical aspects of it but star mm-hmm. trek really is just about who we can be if we're the yeah. best human beings that we can be and if yeah. it, it you know it, it doesn't matter if it's if it's one version of Kirk and Spock or another version of Kirk and Spock, but as long as those are the Kirk and Spocks or the Picards or this new crew, and they are holding up to these ideals that originally set forth back in 1966-65, that's all that matters. That's it. I mean, everything else is is secondary. So Star Trek Trek fans seem to appreciate that. that You're so right about that, and that's that's the that that is so perfect because the thing that would mess us up is if you go against those ideals. It's, yeah. it's the episodes and it's the movie plots that go against that stuff that we get upset about. Yeah. It isn't the you're you're totally right. And I think you're completely right about this too. And the other thing about you know storytelling in general is that it has to reflect what's going on. Things the art that we enjoy, the entertainment we enjoy reflect what's going on in life right now. And yeah. so it doesn't, it, the 60s represent something that was going, you know, it's part yeah. of that culture. And yes, it's going to be connected, but TNG was part of a late 80s, early 90s culture. Yeah. And, you know, and, and this is going to reflect, you know, hopefully an optimistic vision of the future from our culture. And yep. hopefully that'll all connect itself. And that's what it needs to do instead of just having, you know, multicolored uniforms or whatever. Yeah. I'm, However... I'm, I'm, sta- I'm Star Trek I- insignias in metal are a pain in the ass, and they're going to be a pain in the ass to cosplay, <laughs> and I really hate that. Okay. But I, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to... I agree with everything you all have said, but I will have to say, as a, as a guy who kind of, kind of does pay attention to all that canon stuff, I'm really curious... For, for me... I'm a big TOS person, and I've read every friggin' book that was ever published from like '69 to now. James was, was is James Bliss on your uh, shelves, Rick? You Pete? betcha, <laughs> the boy. James you Bliss. betcha. I love those Star books. Trek those Reader books. and oh the yeah, they're the best. All those books. Oh yeah, and, I have a lot, <laughs> and there's several stories about Captain April. Yeah, um, who was the first captain of the Enterprise, not Pike. So I'm really so if, if they're putting this ten years before TOS, the Enterprise is there. Mm. Now whether it's April as a captain or whether it's Pike as a captain, I'm not quite sure because you know, we won't know until we really know what where it's placed. But the the Enterprise exists, and the admirals at that time would be there, right? So so my what I'm interested in is is not I don't want I really don't want Discovery to interact with the Enterprise mm-hmm. or anything, but I wouldn't mind a couple of, of references that they know that that flagship starship exists. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. It would be really cool if some of the Commodores and Admirals back in TOS time were actually still Admirals and... and Maybe not maybe that maybe that Commodore's now they have a reason up to Admirals. But when they're talking to Star Starfleet Command, it'd be kinda nice if a couple of those names 
existed in TOS time frame. We if, that, saw, if it's all they do, I'd be very happy. You saw that Harry Mudd is coming back. Yes. 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 Uh, Rain uh, Wilson, right, from The Office. Rain Wilson. Yeah. 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 We, yeah and I, Jamie and I, Jamie and I are, are watching The Office on Netflix like mental patients. We just love The Office so much. So I, I think he's right, in I a few episodes, too. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, it's, mm-hmm. it's more than just like a one or a two episode stint. I, I think I yeah. looked, you know, they're supposed to be doing, I think, 15 episodes. And and I think when I looked on IMDb, if it's accurate, who knows sometimes. But I think he was listed in like eight or nine episodes, something mm. like that. So, but uh, but no, I yeah, I get what you're saying, Rick. I mean, it would be nice with little references like that. I mean, I, I think I, I kind of have a feeling that this is gonna they're gonna try to keep those two things separate, it, you know, to some level, so they don't have to worry yeah. too much about let's call it uh, you know tramping over old ground there, and that they have to make mm-hmm. sure. That they don't have all the Trekkies out there going like, well, that's not what happened, or that's not Commodore this, or whatever, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. You'd be better to stay away. But they got Sarek in it. They have mm-hmm. they have Harry Mudd. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm excited. I mean, I just, it, you know, we're in this day and age. I, I've heard you, Angela and Jen, talk about this a few times on your show. You know, we're just, we're just in this day and age where basically the minute something is uh, out there, right, a tweet and uh, a picture... Uh-huh. You know, people are immediately like just going after it, like, oh, that's not right, or that's this, or that's that, and yeah. I don't like it, and I'm not going to pay. And I'm like, do you have anything positive to say? It's just, I'm like, okay, <laughs> well, fine. Are you okay with like, and you, and I, and I want to tell them this is what I want to basically say all the time, just about is, and weren't weren't you the same people that for the last twelve years have said. Oh, I'm not going to go see those movies. They should bring Star Trek back, to, you know, uh, on a weekly basis. I'm like, well, here you go. I mean, like, come on, people. What? There's no pleasing you, I guess. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I get it. People are, you know, you guys can. Everybody can make up their own mind. That's fine. I, I'm always just a big fan of, hey, give it a shot. I mean, I'm glad at least they're going to put the first episode on regular television. Yeah. Um, so that, that hopefully that will entice enough people, you know, I mean, I've already heard that they've already, you know, Brian, you follow the business side too. I mean, I mean, I've already heard basically the thing has already made all of its money and more that they've basically already guaranteed a second season. So, yeah. so between the overseas markets and, and what they're selling already here, it, yep. it, you know, it's already, it's already making money. So yeah, uh, and it's 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 the right it's the right delivery system. I know people is. complain about yeah. six dollars or whatever a month. Well, isn't it reality- what people wanted? I talked to Chris about this pretty regularly. I mean, yeah, a few years what? ago, everybody was saying, "Oh, my Comcast bill is is so right. high. I'd I'd prefer it, to really just pay for what I want to watch." Well, here you go again. If you want, an, <laughs> everyone wants the a la carte system. This is the a la carte system. Exactly. So you can it, buy. You it, can get like you know what you know, though. Yeah, it's a principle of the thing because honestly, I love Star Trek enough that someone could just be like, hey, do you want to buy this Star Trek and we'll stream it? I'd be like, great. But for some reason, by them saying, you have to subscribe to our service. Oh, you mean like if it was... It's like intellectually dishonest because I'm not going to be subscribing to your service. I'm going to be buying the ability to watch Star Trek. And then once I do that, I'm going to unbuy it. Yeah, Yeah. well, you know what? And so it's like, if you were honest with me and I could just buy Star Trek, I would pay for it, totally. that's right. the, part of, it's, that, it's the principle. Yeah. You're right. I get you. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's but that's part of the business model of streaming. Streaming streaming is a is a proposition where really what they're saying is come try it. If you don't like it, you can leave. What they what CBS is hoping is that you'll come try it, you'll like it, and then be like, 
like in our case, oh, Survivor. Well, I like Survivor. If I can watch that, I might just watch it here and maybe I can cancel my cable subscription because my cable subscription is running me 75, 80 bucks a month. So I have Netflix, which is running me, you know, 13. I got HBO Now or Go, and that's running me, you know, eight or 10. And now, mm-hmm. so I'm now I'm only 23 bucks in. I add this CBS thing. I'm at 20. I'm still saving money over what I would do on a cable subscription. Cable, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I get I get the pushback, but this is where the industry is moving. And I, yeah, I, ten, year, I get ten years it. from now, we're going to be consuming. This is how we're going to be consuming entertainment in a much more meaningful way. And yeah, you know, it's it, and and, and the right, hard part I, for us is sports. Yes, like I, 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 too. Well, I was going to say something about that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, if anybody, I, I should complain a little because I pay for you know cable, you know regular cable TV, get all these channels and stuff, and and I've I've heard and know I'm not a big sports watcher, and I know a big chunk of my cable bill is actually going to sports channels that I don't really watch. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, it, yeah, it, but I, you know, we only have one team that we watch regularly, and if we didn't have cable, we wouldn't be able to watch them. Right. The Cowboys? Yeah. You know, so, so, so there's always our... this. It's almost, you know, it's it's like a lot of things in life, unfortunately. I mean, you're always, it's it's very hard for paying for only what exactly you're getting. Like, you know, for example, but, you know, you're, but, yeah. But, you know, I mean, like, even with that, I mean, you can pay, I forget what it is. It's like, I forget what it is. I mean, you know, NFL has their own streaming service. Yeah. If you want to watch every team, regardless of whether you're in a blackout area or not, you can stream NFL and you can yeah. get their app and you can stream it and watch that That's stuff true. too. So, I mean, I have CBS. I already have the CBS streaming channel, uh, streaming service that I watch on my iPad all the time. You know, so I'm like, I don't care. I'm already watching it. I already paid my yeah. six bucks a month. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see. The, uh, again, I just, stuff. yeah. There's I'm, a ton of stuff on that. I mean, hey, check there's this a lot of things for me. There's a lot of old shows that you can only see on this service. You can't see it on Hulu or Netflix or anywhere else. There's a ton of stuff from the 60s and 70s and 80s that I enjoy to watch that I can watch on CBS on CBS All Access. So, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about what Brian said. You're going to get... Do they have the old uh, shows on there, too? Do they have other Trek on there? I know. I mean, they yeah. own. I mean, but I, I know it's, track, it's all, all on there too. On there. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No, that's. There's I mean, it, it is interesting. It's, and I understand that that's where it's going. But yeah, it's it's know. all about you know everybody has to make up their own mind. That's fine and stuff. But it's it's. Um, I just hope that you know, hopefully it'll be. I have a feeling if it's good, which we you know I think I, I'm still pretty hopeful and I'm pretty excited by the stuff that we've been hearing and seeing. If it's good and gets good word of mouth, I mean that you know mm-hmm. that's gonna, that's going to kind of turn the tide a little bit. I, I, I mean, in terms of like uh, you know, it, it, obviously if it's not good, you know that'll you know. But I I, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, they got some pretty pretty strong talent. So uh, so uh, how do you guys how do you guys stream your stuff on the big TV? How do you do that? There's a couple. Well, of, I want to I mean, watch Star Trek on my big screen. What do I do? I use Apple TV. Hey guys, I have a TV and I have Chromecast. Who is this? Okay, it's, this is wait, Rich. Wait, hold on. It's it's me. I'm trying to speak really quietly because Jamie just brought Jensen upstairs to his room to go to. He he fell asleep on the couch, I, so I have to go. I have to go. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> We're gonna finish I'm right up. Across, I'm right across the hall from him, but thank you so much. I, I really enjoyed our conversation tonight. It was great to talk to you guys. Yeah, good to have you, Brian. Take care. Thanks, All right, take care, buddy. Okay, Brian, use the force. <laughs> 
No, the uh, there's a couple of ways you can stream to, to direct to your TV. I mean, it depends on your TV a little bit. I mean, right. but 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 the you you can get either little boxes like Roku or or uh, that or Apple TV. Uh, yeah, we have our you know, too. Uh, uh, I've been. Well, I I I have an old Apple TV. I probably should update. Since yeah, you can we, get Chromecast. They'll do it, which is thirty dollars. Yeah, I think a little device. Yeah, yeah um, We just got one of the newer Rokus, and it's yeah. smaller, and it's only it's less than a hundred dollars, but it has every like you can get almost anything on there. Really? Newer TVs yeah. can actually if you if you ever get a newer tv the newer tvs have built in like you know they'll accept streaming but sometimes they only have certain apps and you can't really add apps like it'll come with netflix and amazon and sometimes but the the other thing that you can usually do with the newer tvs is if you have an ipad you you can actually stream directly to to the tv TV. from your ipad yeah there's there's a different ways to do it it all depends on your what what kind of TV and what other tech that you've got around? I mean, you might need to buy a little box like a little Chromecast or Roku to do it. But um, or well, you know, I'm an, it, I'm an Apple guy, so I'll probably just get Apple TV. If all oh, else Apple fails, TV, you can, newest generation's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it that's what I hear. And it's awesome. Yeah, and it has the cool screensavers. My fave. Cool. Yeah, and it's pretty. Y'all, since we talked yeah. about Wonder Woman, um, did y'all see the thing about Joss Whedon finishing out Justice League? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, because of Zack Snyder's, you know, that unfortunate, mm-hmm. you know, his daughter yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, totally different situation than the Ron Howard thing, but um, interesting. Joss Whedon. I mean, Joss Whedon. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, you know, it, it's really um, interesting because he directed, you know, the Marvel, the first, you know, Avengers yeah. film. And and, mm-hmm. uh, and then he now he's moving over and doing a DC thing, you know. So uh, well, and he wrote a spec script, or not even just a spec script, but like a real script for Wonder Woman. A correct, long time right? Ago. Yep. A- yeah, and, he was trying and, for a long time. So it's time. interesting. This has come full circle back to Wonder yeah. Woman again. I think that movie is pretty well finished for the most part, but uh, but I, I I think I did hear they were they still had a couple of you know reshoots or something to do or whatever, but uh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it's... Wonder, I got some Wonder Woman trivia for that movie too. Mm-hmm. Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot was pregnant. Oh yeah. When they shot that and with so, Wonder Woman, right? With the Wonder Woman. Not the whole movie. It was just the reshoots. The reshoots. So they had to put a little green screen on her on her tummy, <laughs> so that they yeah. could green screen out her pregnancy. So they could CGI her. Yeah, yeah, I heard that, but it's funny because like a lot of the headlines, the clickbait stuff was always about yeah, uh, you know how she was pregnant, or, and so everybody's kind of picturing her, you know, doing all these flips and stuff, pregnant. <laughs> yeah, but really, it was it was talking scenes. It was walking around talking, and she scenes. wasn't like nine just, months pregnant. I think it was five was or like six five months or, or something. Six months, which you're still yeah. in second child, you're showing by then. But I mean, it's just funny though how that kind of. And it is cool though, and you, I did see that they had to put a green screen on her tummy. That's but the interview that's that I awesome. that I watched, uh, I I have watched an interview with her, and she was talking about that. And she see actually she quoted and said, um, "Yeah, so here I am, you know, doing all these moves and acting all badass. Then I would go watch the dailies, <laughs> and here's this pregnant woman doing all these things. So I think it was more than just talking. Yeah." Okay. Well, let's say, hey, this has been a great conversation. You guys, this is fantastic stuff. I, uh, I'm i really happy, and uh, I, I'm glad that we got a chance to do this. I, I mean, I, you know, thanks for popping in, you know, kind of 
fairly spur of the moment and and uh but i i'm really happy with uh chatting with all of you so uh that was nice thanks yeah yeah thanks thank you thank you guys and uh this is going to be good i think people will enjoy it a lot so uh i really appreciate it and yeah let's let's i'm looking forward to spider-man still we got yeah. spider-man oh, yeah. it's getting some early good press some things i've been seeing online you know people are liking it and uh my biggest trouble that I always talk to a few people about and comment on is is these movies. They need to stop showing us so much in the previews. I know. <laughs> I mean, they just show you like, oh, here's some more of the movie. Oh, here's some more of the movie. And by the time mm. the movie comes out. I know. Out, by the time the movie comes you already know. It's the like, cool oh, okay, well, there's a scene I didn't see. And, you know, that that just, I'm trying to remember. There was, um, you, you know how you go into these movies sometimes and, and it happened with Rogue One and, it, you know, there's a lot of them. But uh, there's... And I think it happened with Wonder Woman a little bit, but they'll show you a preview, and and it's not in the movie. And it's not even in the movie. Yeah, there's got to yeah. be a there's a name for that, I think, or something, right? There's got to be a name for that, like huh. like <laughs> bait and switch. <laughs> it, well, yeah, maybe, but I but I I, I think that I'm trying to remember what the thing was in Wonder Woman that I kept seeing in the in the previews, but wasn't in the movie itself. But uh, mm. anyway, this has been great. Uh, thanks so much, and Thank I'll you. put it up tomorrow and. And this is Rico signing off for for all of us here on uh, on this Skypecast. And, and thanks, everyone. And we'll talk to you again soon. I'm going to stop the recording, and then we can say anything we want. <laughs> all right, you guys. Th- thanks so much. Thank yeah, you. that was great. Thank was you. Fun. All right. Adios. All right, bye. Good night. Bye, everybody. Good night. Good night. Bye. Good night. A honking dove, stop a war with love, make a liar tell it true. Wonder Woman, get us out from under Wonder Woman. All our hopes are pinned upon you, and the magic that you do. This has been a Rico Dusty podcast production.